What story is the world not getting? I'm Dr. Adrienne McKeon, AKA the Story Whisperer. As a creation coach, my purpose is to help humans reconnect to themselves, to each other, and to the boundless creative energy that flows through each and every one of us. By releasing our unique perspectives and relatable experiences in the form of inspirational stories, not only do we give the world a precious gift that is ours alone to give, we help them really get our core message and come to a deeper understanding of the universal wisdom within it. Are you ready to reconnect? Good, because that's allowed. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's Allowed podcast. I'm your hostess, Adrienne McKeon, and today we're here with Melissa Mujer. What's up, Moj? Oh, hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm a huge fan. I just want to be wherever you are. <laughs> Mosher and I go way back. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome. She she can talk, man. So I'm <laughs> going to shut the hell up and and let her go this, this episode. But I'm going to ask the first question and just see where this takes us, babe. Uh, actually, yeah. have you, um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Okay. Why not? Cause that's fun. If I do my call, if I do my call and my performance well today, you'll leave this episode feeling exhausted, motivated, and inspired. Why? Because my name is Melissa Mosher. I am the savvy ninja living, loving, and breeding online content, business, and information for over 25 years. And when I mean breeding, I literally mean that let's grab this, grab this parrot, marry it and go. Um, and so the idea of, I do, I love to talk. I love to share experiences, perspective, strategy and analysis. We did a rough estimate of math and think that since I've joined chat rooms in 1994, I have potentially had 1.6 million conversations. That sounds about right. <laughs> it on all topics, all, all, all venues, all features. Um, no, but that's actually not true because the, I'm very intentional with where I spend my time. So you'll see a lot of energy there. So the fact that I'm here and I am participating with that's allowed, it's a big deal. This is a big deal. Adrian's a big deal too. So I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> All right. So the first question is, what story is the world not getting? Which is a great question because there are so many stories flying these days we are in the age of story what's your story what's your story what's your story and we have everybody kind of bombarding us with our stories and I thought about this when you asked it because I thought well I'm pretty off the like I live my life on my sleeve so to speak there's not a lot that is mysterious or the story that's not daring because back to that talking a lot um but the reality is the story that I don't believe I'm telling or that folks don't know about me. You can do amazing things with crippling anxiety and a glorious lack of self-confidence. You do not <laughs> actually need any of those things to be successful. They do help. They make the path easier for sure. Uh, but I think my story coming up next year with the rebrand and stuff is going to be that folks think this might look easy for me, or this is natural, or it's native. It is absolutely not. This is honed, crafted, skilled, fought against, practiced some more, and then fought again. Um, so thank you for continually pulling me out of my little tiny quiet shell. But yeah, you can function with an amazing amount of anxiety uh, that folks never know about. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just absolutely true that when you meet someone on the street, you never know what they're going through, what's going on with them. So, of course, we try to be kind to everyone we meet. But before we pushed record, you started selling, saying something to me that I think is just so important for everyone to hear, which is that your life can completely blow up, right? The universe can take away from you every excuse that you ever had not to do the thing and you can still hide in your apartment for four months and not do the thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what which is perfect so i so tying that back a couple years back so i'm a career executive assistant corporate stooge learned the game did it well if you ask me um was able to climb the ladder do the jobs get the titles get all the things and then in about in 2016 um life fell apart uh 
my great Danes died unexpectedly. My career ended in that, oh, well, a job ended, which then uh, triggered a career ending. I had a relationship end. And so I literally drained my savings account, got an apartment and went and hid for four months. Um, I only talked to my mom, I think, and uh, a Jamaican godmother um, that the universe brought me. So that's interesting too. But coming out of that and kind of where I think I was going when we were prepping is the fact that everything is, so I had this idea of, oh, I want to make impact. I want to create connections. I want to do all these things. Life fell apart. And I went, okay, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do now. I sort of have this idea, but I should be going down this path of, okay, let me go get a job. Let me go back and get into that thing. Um, the universe uh, the, decided, the should. The yeah, great they should. You terrible should, should. update your resume. You should not go backwards in your compensation. You should, um, recover from a relationship before getting into the next one. I don't know. Whatever the should is, I have <laughs> so taken the should. last three years and doing the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, should I be living in the city? Right. And we're looking here now, here I am two and a half years living outside in the middle of nowhere. So all the excuses, sorry, I get excited. All the excuses, my job, I no longer have a distraction of this, like incredibly intense career, this consuming relationship and the business endeavors that we had together. No one have, have those anymore. Uh, I got to pay for this expensive apartment and live in the city and do all this. Mm -mm, actually, you don't. You're out in the woods. Um, oh, you're going to miss all your friends. Nope. Divorce took care of that. Don't have to worry about them. Mm -mm, right. And then I have like my best friends are 74 years old. I kid you not. They've lived next door to me where I used to live for 10 years. They lived in that house for 18 years. Uh, they decided like eight months after I moved out here, I think it was about eight months. And they said, we've decided we're going to sell our house and we're going to buy an RV and we're going to move to Discovery Bay, which is 15 minutes away from me. So here are your best friends. Here is rent that you can pay in your sleep doing nothing. I'm going to take away your jobs. I'm going to take away everything. I feel like the universe has literally said, all your excuses are gone. This is now on you. And then about I don't know, four months after that whole stop with your excuses epiphany happened, you came into my life again <laughs> and went, hey, remember all those excuses? Remember those things? Remember you were going to talk and speak and whatever? Remember how I get all that out of your way? Now, here's my dream. Go do it. Go do it. Absolutely. So it's a funny thing how, and, I, and I, we talk about this a lot on this podcast. This is one of those themes that just keeps coming back which is the sort of leap in the universe will catch you. But there's another side to that too, which is that even if you're not ready to leap, sometimes the universe just pushes you. Okay. Yeah. Like it's been long enough. You know, you've been, you've been thinking about it. You've been dipping your toe in it. You And it's like, the universe is like, no, no, no. You got to be all in baby. You got to be all in. And so you are obviously too scared to do this by yourself. Right. So I'm just going to help you out. Yeah. And just take away everything that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and like, I got goosebumps twice while you're saying that because, yeah. and those that have like been in the corporate world probably can relate, but that is so the counter of what I, I'm not blaming corporate, but that is so the counter of the game that I learned. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I went into it pretty intentionally. I dropped out of college and went, no, I want to make money. I want to go do that. I'm going to go. And so I feel like I was pretty good at that but you're not necessarily told or, or shown or, or guided to, you know, self-reflect on what you want to do. Um, I think the biggest epiphany for me in all of this, but you know, you don't have to have confidence, push through fear, all of those blah, blah, barf things that I share. Um, but the idea of, I think the biggest epiphany for me in all of this, that whether life is giving you lemons or lemonade or whatever that saying is, is the fact that you can literally look at your energy and decide how you want to spend it. Like that's it. When we're feeling overwhelmed and confused and unhappy, like all of these things, we got like all these feels and emotions and problems and stuff. How do you want to spend your energy? Like bringing it back to energy. And, and that's kind of where my head's been in the last year is how do I want to spend my energy, my free time, my emotional caring, my financial investment. These are all forms of energy that I think I underestimated for the last 35, 40 years. Um, uh -huh. And so now it's like, okay, 
time is money. No, energy. Energy mm-hmm. is money. And I want to be more thoughtfully ruthless, um, as the book would say, about where and how that's spent. Absolutely. I think you just nailed it right there. Your energy is your life. And where you choose to spend it depends on what kind of life you're going to have and what you choose to focus on. To be able to take that mindset in such a way, I've got, I've got a campaign brewing that goes, does it spark joy? Does it spark coin? If it's no to both, it's got to go. It's just, mm-hmm. it's got to go. And the idea of things can, I can decide how my energy is spent. So people will go, oh, but are you doing free work and paid work and blah, blah, blah. No, here it's energy right? It's energy. This thing, whether currency, like monetary currency is not the only form of collaboration. That's not the only transaction that we have. Yeah, I can do free events all day long, but if it's for audiences making, you know, less than minimum wage, chances are they're not going to hire me as a one-on-one coaching client. But does that free opportunity give me stage time? Does it give me practice? Do I get to look at strategy? Do I get to practice these, you know, these mental muscles of triaging and level setting? Where does my priority go? Uh, and I think being an EA, executive assistant for so many years, really has given me a leg up on that. Now to the point where I'm almost like one of those alert dogs. Wasted time, wasted time, waste of time, waste, of, <laughs> waste, waste. If it is, if it is not now that I'm like in the CEO seat, if it is not three steps to coin, I don't have time to it. I don't, it's got to go. Like that can go into queue. Never. I don't have time. Right. And so That's this idea so of like indexing to hyper. Yeah. I just, I love that so much because, uh, you know, as a former EA myself, I absolutely agree. I think the thing that the part of it that I was actually really good at was helping my a guy, you know, stay focused on what really yeah. freaking matters and like, don't get caught up in all the reactive stuff. Don't get caught up. You know, this is just thrown on your plate and suddenly you think you have to drop everything and deal with it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It don't mm. work like that. Mm-mm. No, they just want you to catch it and triage it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I've also learned in my, in my experience, like I've got this last couple of years, I had subcontractors, right. Mm-hmm. I learned I'm really good at guiding a strategy and tactics, but I'm a terrible manager. Uh-huh. I'm going to forget about you unless you're in my face asking me, what do I need? You know, that, that kind of hungry individual. Then once you're in my face, you have my full attention, whatever you need. Right. And so I'm sitting here going, all right, I need to get stuff done. I know I can't do everything. Like I'm sitting on both sides of it and then boiling it back down to I've hired, I'm, I hire people to teach me things. Right messaging coach and an entrepreneur implementer and all these other things. And I'm going, but at the end of the day, where's the coin? Uh-huh. Oh man, I need to call every exec, every exec. If I was an exec that supported you, I want to apologize for double booking you. I want to apologize for booking back to back. I want to apologize for not giving you the information you need to go into meetings and appointments and make the decisions that need to be made in that appointment. And so I'm sitting here kind of, I'm also a Libra too. So I'm always in this like balance mode, but now I am so indexed into do not waste my time. I have so much to do. And it's a different set of urgency than being in corporate, right? Because we still had much to do. Um, But yeah, this idea of staying focused. uh, Yeah, you got to admin yourself. (laughs) Yeah, well, and not only that, I think that people don't even know what their priorities are so much of the time. Yeah, Or or they're not able to pull the task from the process. So these are like a couple of my coaching students. So I have coaching students. It's the idea of like, we talk about follow-ups. Let's use that as an example, right? Oh, I need to email, you know, I need to follow up with that person. That is not go send an email. That's a task within the process of responding. Go review your notes. Do we have the attachments? Am I responding? What was the last thing I said? Am I giving an action for forward? Da, 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 da. So we, so I feel like um, in my world right now, folks are confusing process and task and just getting so overwhelmed. So they don't, they don't necessarily know what's most important. Another example, um, oh, I've got this new contract app. I'm going to put all my invoices and contracts. And it's going to be this whole big, lovely workflow. So this gal reaches out to me and says, oh, I want to do that. Great. We start talking strategy. Okay. What kind of packages do you want to host? Da, 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 da. Well, this is due tomorrow. Okay. Screw the app. 
We do not need the app right now. What we need is a Google Doc and we got to get the words right, right? And so the idea of, in her mind, she knew, okay, I've got to get a quote, be prepared to execute this contract and do all these things, right? But I'm struggling. She doesn't know it at the time, but this app and I don't know how to put my contracts in. I don't even know that my contract's right. Okay, wait, that's not important. Actually, the important thing is getting a doc to this person tomorrow if the conversation goes well. And so I feel like now that's really where, especially the EA um, skill set comes in, is to be able to separate task and process. Yes. I think project management is one of those skills that is super undervalued, yeah. but desperately needed. Yes, I, have, I, have, I requested from a project manager, can you make an infographic on project management? And she goes, yeah, what would you think? Like we were just chatting and I go, um, oh, I just like it to be how to solve a problem. Do you know the answer? Yes, then you're done. Do you not know the answer? No, okay, here's what we do, right? And this yeah. idea of having a project manager's mindset yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I've been doing more and more as I'm getting more into more into uh, creation coaching is what I'm calling it now, yeah. where I'm really that. helping people take their imaginations and make them into realities. And because I think, you know, people don't really need me to tell them like, here's your idea, right? Like mm -hmm. it's helpful to have someone reflect back like, okay, here's what your idea actually is. Here's who it's for, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What they need is someone to hold their freaking hand through the entire process until, oh, okay, here's the actual project completed. And especially as creative types, I think people just never learned how to think strategically about their time management and about, okay, this is an important creation that needs to get out yeah. in the world. How do I actually make sure that happens? How do I keep right. myself accountable right. to my own stuff? You and know? managing all of the other parts and pieces. So I have a couple of creatives that like I joke and say, I'm not a coach. I'm a consultant. I don't care if you win or lose. Here's the data. No, but you know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> yes. very much, here you go. Here's what I think you can do what you want. Take it, make it your own. Right. Um, but I've noticed that with creatives too. That's a blind spot I have because, or I have a blind spot compared to what the creatives do. Like I just manage my week. I know that just if a client emails me, I don't drop everything I'm doing and go down that rabbit hole. I'm going to get to email on Tuesday. That's when I get that stuff. Um, so for what that's worth, like I'm the idea, I'm the innovation queen, right? So the idea of mixing that creative plus EA administration, accounting, uh, accountability sort of piece, I have had more non-admins pay me for simple things like can you help me time block or manage? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to manage myself as a business. Yeah. Right. Going like, well, and things I can picture you doing, because this is how I think my brain thinks is like, when you have creative spurts, how do you help coach and guide your creatives? Me, I say, write that down, get back to it. But I'm not a creative in that type because I've got, look, no, we got these things, but being able to help guide them back to energy, right? Yeah. You have energy. How are we going to spend it? Yeah, we can spend 10 hours on figuring out a contract platform. But even if we get it perfected, is that going to get you coin? Right? Probably not. And certainly not going to spark your joy. No, no. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Does it spark joy? Does it spark coin? I mean, those are, that's, that's really what it's all about, right? And it has to have at least one of the two. Like long pole goal, it has both joy and coin. Um, if we tag back to the corporate days, right? Everybody has a price. My friends, I found my price. I know how much my soul costs, how much you can put on that check. And I will say yes. And it'll happen to the point where the job actually just about kills me, right? So you can sit there and go, great, here's the money here, the coins here, the coins here. I'm making all the coin actually more than I had planned. Dang, you mean I need joy too? I was gonna say that's probably one of my biggest disappointments. <laughs> and it was a disappointment in my my four months of hiding. You mean to tell me after 15 years of doing this, coin don't make me happy in and of itself? Shocker. I have no hobbies. Like to this day, I have no hobbies. You know what my hobbies are? Working, making two other side businesses. I've got an RC business kind of brewing too. Um, so no hobbies, right? I have no outs. I have no um, non-currency interests. 
like my brain is so wired for energy now that even down to if I'm going to play a video game, is it going to be something that I can teach somebody on and make money with and stream or, you know what I mean? So it's like, wait, you mean just getting money, just getting coins, not enough? <laughs> I thought yeah. it was going to be, no. Right. And the thing is, you know, so many people don't realize that by following what sparks joy, you actually can get the coin, maybe not right away. Maybe not yeah. right away, but if you're creating value and that value is unique, yeah. somebody got to pay for that. Yes. Yes. Because, because here's the epiphany of all of this. Like, I love this. Like people are like, Oh, hustlers. And how'd you do it? It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. None of us are special enough that we're the worst. Right. <laughs> like I, I, like I have a hustlers Academy. We had eight students in it this year. And I said, look, ladies, cause they were all ladies. So I was like, look, ladies. I really wish you were the absolute worst because we could market that, but you're not, you're so amazingly average and capable and, and me too, me too, like average in a good way. We are not so awful that you can't do this. What do you need to get a hustle to start a hustle? People are like, what do you need to start a hustle? One service, one client, a process to move them through. That's it. That's it. So the other side of the spark joy and coin. Yeah. It can spark joy all day long. But girlfriend, if you got no food in your fridge, your joy <laughs> is out of balance, right? So I think for me, I was so fearful of being in that, oh, I'm going to be joy, you know, right? So I focused on coin because I was like, all right, no matter what happens. And to some extent, that was true. When my life fell apart, I, I had positioned myself in such a way that I could take care of myself, right? Now I'm sitting here at the time of this recording, I'm 40 years old not married, no kids, no nieces, no nephews, nothing. Do you know what my goal is now? Taking care of myself when I'm 85. Do you know how mm. I'm going to have to do that? With a big old pile of money. You know how I'm <laughs> going to do it this time? With some joy, right? So the, the drive and the intent and the money and all that stuff is there, but it's this balance that I've learned and people always talk about, oh yeah, it's balanced. Look, y'all, if I could tell somebody something, I, they, you all would have educated me at 16 and I would have come out a perfect human, but we have to like experience these things. And I undervalued joy. Yeah. Sorry, I think most people going. do. Right. Like, most what do you people, do, wouldn't it? Well, I think most people undervalue their own gifts is, is the bottom line that we, what brings us joy, oh, yeah. we think must not be important. Because it's just fun, right? And fun yeah. is not important. And yeah. so when you start thinking about things energetically and looking at how your core desired feelings is actually what you're trying to get, all this other stuff that you do is just about that. Suddenly yeah. play, suddenly joy, suddenly creating these happy feelings for yourself mm -hmm. becomes important again. Yeah. I could totally like staring over the precipice here of like, I see joy. Right. And then, and then ro roping it in with that anxiety thing too. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, had I'm working on my pronouns, I had a pretty good career, pretty lucrative career in folks, you know, we saw each other on stage and we spoke and stuff, but like the other side of that, I missed flights. I missed interviews. I missed, you know, uh, obscene amounts of work in one job because of this anxiety pressure, like whatever those sources are, still gotta pay bills y'all, you know what I mean? So this idea of like, I'm trying to find balance, I'm trying to, you know, did a lot of self remedying that was not necessarily remedying, but thought that that was what I needed to do at the time, getting swept up in the corporate, the, the socializing, right? When we think about joy, at the time, I can remember going, oh, joy, I'm going to be at happy hours and I'm going to show like I love my job, but it's still all centered around this. What other people think of you? Do they like your service if they do in this? Um, and when you're in the machine, you don't actually, or for me, I, I couldn't like pull out and go, you know what? I'm actually not social. I actually don't like any of this. And the reason why, so, so I had this epiphany. I said, I don't, for years, I thought I was a people person with anxiety problems. Turns out I'm an introvert with people problems. <laughs> because since, co like, since quarantine, yeah, bullets and, you know, all of this other stuff, like there's a lot of anxiety going on. I've never felt more 
calm, in control, grounded, right? This idea, well, I'm now living in the woods. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not interacting with the volume of people. So yeah, oh, I'm an extrovert with anxiety problems. No, I'm an introvert with people problems. It's so funny, isn't it? How we have this story about ourselves and we tell ourselves that story over and over and over again until it feels very true. And then one day it gets tested and we go, wait a second, mm -hmm. that story, that's not true at all. It's not right? true at all. And here I've been carrying around this story, telling everybody, this is me, this is me, this is me. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, you know, I think back to when I was uh, working at Qualtrics and I mm -hmm. had that same kind of experience where it was like, you know, I thought of myself as this, vi I was the fun one, right? Yeah. I was the social one. And yes. back at Playfab, that was true because yep. that was, you know, that was what I, that was the value I provided, you know, right. to the company was that I was the kind of um, heartbeat of the culture. And I the loved that. The of nurturing that was, that's so appealing to me. Like, I was like, I wish I could install that, but yeah, you have this native layer of nurturing that just kind of wraps around people. Well, and it worked really well at Playfab because I really just resonated with that group. You yeah, know, it was yeah, just a yeah. really smart, like nerdy, you know, group of people. And that those are my peeps, right? I was like, right, nerds, right? let's hang out. Um, and then I got to Qualtrics and it was like, I was with the cool kids. And all of a sudden I didn't, I didn't want to spend time with any of them. And there was a couple of people mm -hmm. that I loved and, you know, we spent time together, but like the majority of the people that I met there, I was just like, I don't get you. And I mm -hmm. don't like, this doesn't work for me. And so I became, like you said, I was the one who would, you know, leave early and like just yeah. go home. Yeah. And yeah. And this, this quarantine experience has been really interesting for me because, and I think for a lot of, you know, people yeah. who thought they were extroverts yeah, because it's been so peaceful and calm and lovely in a lot of ways. Right. And don't get me wrong, I would be going absolutely out of my gourd if I did not have my husband here with me. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's very important to me to have some kind of, you know, person that I can right, like bounce right. ideas high off of. High speed internet. Exactly. I got, as long as exactly. I have high speed, I'm good. So true, so true. And that's the other thing is like just texting. You know, I text with my friends, oh, yeah. you know, every day. Like we're in constant contact, even if we're not in in-person yeah. contact. And that stuff has become a real lifeline to me. But I realized that the, you know, the, the in-person interactions, meh. Yeah, there's like, there's, there's so, there's such a different type to it too. And now that we're in this going, okay, everything's virtual and lockdown, all this other, bridging that into, okay, so I'm a retired gamer, nerdy, right? Like I've been in chat rooms, news groups, and online forums for 25 years, right? I CQ for life, y'all. Um, <laughs> these eight months, it seems like the world found the internet for the first time, right? Okay. So then there's this layer of like, oh my gosh, how do we do, you know, keep people engaged and remote and da 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 and all of this. And I got to tell you, like the entrepreneur world is laughing at y'all and me, you know, myself going, what do you think we have been doing since the internet came here? It's this idea of, oh, well, are we going to go back to in-person? Apples and bananas, man. Worry about the apples when it's apple season. We in banana season right now. How do you deal with what you have now? Are yeah. we going to go back to in real life? Maybe, but I've got a client that figured out how to make $650,000 on a webinar. You know how much easier that is than doing an in real life $1.6 million event? Mm -hmm. Girlfriend, I'm sitting here like these guys are sitting here going, dude, we will go back to the in real life. But if we think about it in terms of market, right? These like big events, I'm biased because I'm in virtual production right now. But um, the idea of they've spent so much time, labor and energy in pivoting to virtual and building these events, experiences, platforms. There's over 26 virtual platforms now um, outside of Zoom. Now, what are you going to do? Like when conferences come back, we're just going to throw all that away. The internet's not going away. You've reached a new level of audience that wouldn't, like for me personally, the introverts in the world, y'all, if I never have to go to another in-person conference again, this is mm -hmm. a happy ninja. Absolutely. So now you're, rather than looking at it as, ooh, how do we pivot and navigate? It's almost like the universe has given us another revenue stream your virtual events, your conferences, your mastermind groups, and thinking of all the clients I have, um, academic facilitation. 
right? I've got a client that we staff their producers to help teachers and students. And they sit in Zoom and we do lesson, not, we don't do lesson plans, but we help follow things up. So it's this, it's this idea of, okay, we have to pivot and change. No, we just opened up a new lane. That's really kind of what I feel like uh, all of this has been, oh, we got to change. No, you have to step up. I think that's the other part too that I was really excited about this year, especially wealth admin world. There is no more death by cubicle. Thank you. You either step up or you fade out. There's no more banging on our high chairs. There, you are now competing with folks that don't sit in your geography in a way that you didn't do before. All of these VAs, online business managers, you know, as these big box companies start to hire out, um, rather than change, like the opportunity, the door is open. If you have an internet connection and the ability to either talk, write, or make pretty pictures, you can make money. Absolutely. And if you have, there's a whole other, a, bu a bunch of other abilities in there too, you know, like th there's so many things you can do on the internet that you probably never even thought of. Like reading storybooks. So for example, I know you read storybooks. I actually had a client that reached out to me. Um, she is a director of six libraries. Oh my right? goodness. And they're like, Hey, we can't really do the same sort of things that we do pre COVID pre quarantine. That's yeah. awesome. Now how conversations happen. Ooh, that's another one. You never know where conversations are going. Right? So she had reached out to me initially wanting to do a replacement for a formal gala, their fundraiser thing, mm -hmm. whether or not you want to get into, should we have fundraising during COVID, blah, 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 whatever. That's their world. We've worked for philanthropists and high net wealth individuals. That's their thing. So how are we going to do this virtual gala fundraising, whatever? I went, well, I'm not the person for that, but I do know a virtual event company that specializes in nonprofit fundraising. So let's mm -hmm. bring her in and we'll chat. As we're having this conversation, the client um, post call sends me, or maybe it was right at the same call goes, this is all great. Well, and good. I like the gala list. You know, we'll do that idea and I'll work with them. The person that I referred, but I want to talk to you, M, about ways I can engage my new audience now mm -hmm. that we're all virtual. And I'm sitting here going, I don't have a brochure. Hey, librarians, are you looking for a way? You know what I mean? Are you looking for a way to engage your people? So what, what we ended up building out was a, a remote community plan. Like, what do yeah. you want to do? Because for her, she felt excited that she's no longer bricks and mortar bound. Mm -hmm. So they did things like they got Samuel L. Jackson to read go there yep. to sleep. And, you know, so you don't even <laughs> think about it. You go, I read stories. Really? How many teachers would I love just in that regard to get you in contact with? Audrey comes in, reads a story, teacher can go to the bathroom, get Absolutely. off Zoom for a minute and be able to go have a break. Like, I think these are the types of things now where, where conversation, like story is so important because conversations, coin comes from conversation. I have yet to find a single appearance of coin that didn't come from conversation. Now it could be digital conversation. It could be graphic conversation. It could be audible conversation, the label on the bottom. It's a conversation. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's so true. I love that. Coin comes from conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. And every conversation for me, I want it to be one step closer to coin. That doesn't mean a transaction. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think for me, I was pushing towards transactions, yeah. money, 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 money to the point where once I got the gig, I actually yeah. didn't do great at it. Oh, wait. Oh, I got to do the, ah, uh, wait, no, I got to go get coin. Yeah. I mean, once you catch yourself doing that, that is, that is the big indicator. Like this is not what you really want to be doing. This is not the real value that you bring. Cause I'll tell you, it's so funny. You're talking about stories. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you an example with two different gigs that I did recently. Okay. One is for an app where people like, you know, listen to stories to go to sleep. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I got all excited about this and, you know, we negotiated a price. Right. And then, so, you know, I did a, a like a trial for them and they loved it. And so then I started reading this story and it was like, it's so slow. It's really hard for me to read. And it was like, it was just driving me crazy. 
to read this slowly. Right. And then it's so long and I have to edit, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I was so excited about this gig, but then once I got it, I was like, oh, this is really kind of painful. Right. Right, Well, meanwhile, I'm talking to a guy who writes children's stories and he wants me to read these children's stories uh, for his audience. And, you know, so we negotiated a way lower price because I was like, eh, it's kids' stories. Like, he's a retired teacher. You know, I'm not going to charge him the same yeah. that I charge, you know, a, a corporate app, right? And I spent so, I just put my heart and soul into the reading of this short little, you know, story because right. I'm thinking about the faces of these kids as they're, you know, as they're listening yeah. to this. Same basic idea. I'm reading a bedtime story. Right. Yeah. But in this one where your energy goes. Exactly. Exactly. And so I realized like, wow, this is, you know, obviously I'm more interested in reading stories for people who are actually like engaged and listening than people who are trying to fall asleep. Duh. Subtle, subtle difference. Uh Right. But it really informs to me how, where I want to put my energy in the future. I thought that the sleep stories thing would be really cool because it was like a guided meditation, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of not because a guided meditation, they're actually like with you and following along with you, not trying to tune you out. Right, (laughs) right. Turn you into white noise. (laughs) Well, and then I would also ask, is there, you know, reflecting on the difference between doing something pre-recorded and live, Mm -hmm. right? Noticing between that myself. Someone will ask me to do a presentation pre-recorded. It doesn't matter what the topic is on. I stumble. I'm not a scripter. I'm a riffer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not a scripter, but you know, they'll be like, Hey, but we'll pay you stupid money. Okay. No, but okay. It's, it's not what I, you know, all right, I'm going to try it. And so, you know, I've, I've still got two more left this year, but this idea, okay. If that's something I am going to do, I'm not saying that it's not, but yeah, we've got to adjust it. Maybe it's guided meditation. Maybe it's, uh, you know, some other thing rather than just throwing the whole thing out, which is what I want to do. I want to be like, nope, I'm never doing pre-recorded again. I don't like <laughs> right. it. This is not the thing. Okay, coin though, be prepared <laughs> to have a solution for it should it land. Um, so, I, so I like, I like, I totally dig that going like the things that spark joy in coin. Yeah. Talking to people trying to sleep, not so much not so joy much. in coin. But but the thing is, you know, it's, it's fine. Like it's not, you know, it didn't, I didn't hate it. I would right, right. do it again for, you know, the right yep. price, but right. It, it's just important to know the energetic difference of taking this job versus this job. And the thing Ooh, is, yeah. if this job isn't here yet and you take this job, this job might not show up or you might not be available when it does. Right. Yes. Is a no to something else. Something that often you didn't even know was an option and hasn't even showed up yet. Yeah. Oh, I love that because oftentimes like, even you know, per project, cause I'm not terribly creative, but like with clients, like I've had to fire or part ways with clients mm-hmm. and be stressed out and go, look, I know I'm grounded in this is the right thing to do, but I am not loving this decision that I have to make. And yeah. I'm looking at multiple digits of things that I have to go, you know what, let's just walk away from this friend. But then as soon as twice now I've done that. And as soon as that has happened, another client has come in like within two weeks, different project or better, or they've, they, they shine in some way. Like maybe this client wasn't responsive. Now the next one's like beyond responsive. So I suppose slowing down to listen for that is something that I've kind of had to learn, but yeah. How do you like I was going to say for you, like how, how do you typically, I'd love to know how you weigh and spend your energy. You just mentioned that, you know, reading kids books is energetic. What else? Yeah. So it's a funny thing how it, just like you said, you, you lose a client and you're like sad about it, or you have to fire somebody and you're like, oh, that sucks. And then magically, you know, the universe provides, I don't know how that happens, but when I say like, I've learned this, that when I say no to a project, it almost always turns out to be the best thing that could have happened. Oh, nice. If I say yes to a project that I know is not the right project, it is always a disaster. I always wish I hadn't yeah. done it, right? That's fair. Yeah. You no, know, yep. you know, your gut tells you like, this yep. is not the right client for you. They're going to be a pain in the butt. Like this is yeah. not going to go well for you, but you're like, oh, but I need the money. I need the money so bad. 
Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You need that energy. You need that energy yeah. to make the money, right? Yeah. And so a couple oh, of times that. recently, this has happened where somebody has written me and been like, hey, I need this. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I know, I just know, like, Mm-mm. that's not going to go well. And so I very politely, you know, let them know, oh, I'm very busy with other projects or, you know, this isn't the, what I do. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, like immediately something else falls out of the sky. And I go, oh, I love that. Thank you. How validating. How validating. validating. And surrounding yourself with the circles that feed you. Right. So, so just right there, when you're saying like, you know, for lack of better, I'm open to the, like, you're open to the world of possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. You're going no to this one, but you right there, you natively have an openness and acceptance for other stuff to come in. Right. Also think I'm growing out of, uh, for lack of a better the assistant world is built on trauma bonds, or let me say assistant relationships are yeah. built on trauma bonds, right? We're all the defeated, the dejected, and the downtrodden, right? And let's get into our sorry circles and we're all this, mm, this sucks. When I noticed like, and I was in those and I was in there trying to rescue people. That's what I didn't realize. But also I've realized, um, I had to make the tough realization, right? I'm in this admin corporate world. I'm drinking from the same well for 15 years. Yeah. I was like, y'all, I got to get some new influences. I need to make women business owners. I need to meet male business owners. I, you know, I want to expand out of this. Once I got out of the dejected, the downtrodden and the defeated, guess what happened? I no longer felt dejected, downtrodden and defeated. <laughs> When I surround myself by the powerful women that speak to me, guess what? I don't have the weight of everybody else's pity and complaints. Not saying that I don't care about folks and I do, but to the point where we have to protect ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And go, look, I'm not, this isn't, I can't help you with this, you know, but know that you have enough boundary confidence in your boundaries that Hey, but something else is going to come through. I feel like a lot of my corporate career was just slogging through these defeated, downtrodden relationships yeah. rather than opening yourself up. That's such a good point. I think absolutely, especially, you know, as an executive assistant, like we get paired up with these people who often are, you know, they seem to be high flying. They seem to be really successful, mm-hmm. but once you actually get to know them, you're like, wow, you are depressed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's absolutely true that you're, what you surround yourself energetically is what your life becomes. And so the decision to work with creatives, you know, to create ors is what I call yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Because whether you're creating a business or you're creating a book or you're creating a podcast or you're creating a performance piece, whatever it is that you're creating, if you're aware yeah. that you are a creator and you are creating, then yeah, I want to hang out with you. Nice. Because so many people just don't get that. They don't no. see themselves as creators. They see themselves as, oh, well, I have to react to everything that the world is throwing at me. I had this great conversation with my husband the other day. So he, you know, I, I always think I'm like, he's my, he's my primary client, right? I'm always right. like coaching him and helping him because he, he's got a million ideas. And like, I just, I love to see him, you know, bring his ideas to fruition. So we were so talking funny. about how, you know, so many people are going around in the world like, you know, the teacup ride, mm-hmm. it's like, they're sitting in their teacup and they're like, why do I keep bumping into all these other people? Like yeah. these people keep bumping into me. Like that is so rude. Like, why are you hitting me all the time? And then you look and go, oh wait, there's this thing in front of me. Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's part of <laughs> a whole actual wheel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually the one driving. I just yeah. wasn't driving right oh I like that yeah and then you're like oh I'm sorry everybody sorry I bumped into y'all uh I got my steering wheel now like I'm good but until you actually recognize Mm -hmm. that if you're not driving Mm -hmm. you're still driving yeah yeah the lack of involvement is a type of involvement yes you're just allowing yourself to be reactive and ping off of everything Mm -hmm. around you and that's still driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's reactive driving and it's, you know, for lack of better, victim-based driving, but you're totally mm-hmm. right. Cause like, as you were saying it, you know, I'm all processing in my brain. No, I don't think of myself as a creator at all, which is likely the roadblock that I've been pushing up against for 18 months, 
I'm not a creator, right? I'm not, and I'm not a trainer and I'm not an educator. Mm. So what are you? Right. If you're not that, then what are you? No, you really are that you're, you know, an educator, enabler, let's plan it out, do whatever. But yeah, you're totally right. Especially if you don't think of yourself as a creative, because I don't, I mean, I'm not creative to me. is like artistic words and pictures and things like that, or, you know, dance and motion. I am clumsy. I don't write. I don't paint. I don't do it. So that's, that's actually some pretty good food for thought. I don't think of myself as a creator. And that's why I use the word creator or creation rather than creative, because when people hear creative, they automatically Mm -hmm. think about the arts Mm -hmm. and that's great. You know, the arts are important, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, there's all kinds of creation happening that isn't specifically imaginative or artistic but you're still creating everything you do is creation. If you made breakfast, you created that breakfast. Yeah. As soon as you have an idea, Mm -hmm. right? You have an idea and you decide, okay, I'm going to set this idea into motion. I'm going to schedule this into my life. I'm going to plan to make this a reality. Mm -hmm. That's creation. And it happens on the tiniest little scale of like, Hey, I have the idea that I'm going to get out of bed and put my clothes on. And then I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's super empowering because it gives, like, it gives non-artists permission to say you create stuff and what you help do. guide, I'm just, cause I'm me and I'm selfish, help guide me into what does that mean to be a creator? What do you create? How do you do it? What's your process, right? Because I'm thinking like creatives in terms of arts, like you all have a creative process, like writers, they got to shut their door and write an outline and then build it out. Like you have that. But if you don't feel like you're a creator, that you're an operator, right? Mm, I was like, I've got that. I'm like, I'm putting it on my little mental noodle. I'm going to have to journal on that one. Absolutely. Well, speaking of which, this is the perfect time to segue. I usually do a little ex- uh, 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 exercise. I was like, example, no, exercise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I usually do a little exercise at about this time. So let's do this. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to have you close your beautiful eyes. Oh, Lord, you're going to have me sit still. Okay. Yep. 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 Sorry. Sorry. It's mm-hmm. temporary. Okay. So take a deep breath. All right, I am going to wave my magic wand. And once it is waved, all your greatest and deepest desires will come to pass. And I'm going to ask you to describe for me what you see, hear, and can taste, touch, and smell in this beautiful new reality, okay? So magic wand waved. Everything is perfect. I want you to, in your mind, sort of wake up in your ideal reality and tell me what you see. I have a full room VR gaming setup. Woo! <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the ideal, like, I can see this because I am rowing towards it dang near every day. Mm-hmm. I want the freedom to pursue my creative interests, whatever those are. I want... Well, hold on, hold on. Let's pause right there. Whatever those are, right? So I want you to see something. You you are doing something in this Mm -hmm. space that is bringing you meaning. It's bringing you purpose. It's making you feel like you bring great value to the world and you're giving your gifts, your true gifts to the world and they are appreciated. What do you see yourself doing? Training guild masters. Beautiful. So I want you to see in front of you a Mm -hmm. guild master that you are working with. You can see them on a screen or in person, whatever you choose. But I want you to see that you're training this person. It's probably a woman, right? Mm -hmm. It's a woman. Uh, No, it's probably a dude. It's gamers. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe. Let's say it's a woman, okay? Mm -hmm. And you see her just get it. Like you've just given her this beautiful golden bit of wisdom and you see her eyes light up and she gets it. And she turns to you and she just says, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed. What do you feel when that happens? The absolute best ever. <laughs> awesome. Whether there's coin or not, but that, yeah. that's the, that right there. When someone has an epiphany moment, I get it. Thank you. 
that hands down bar none, the best currency I can think of in my entire life. So how are we going to scale that up? So you've got these, you know, one-on-one situations, Mm -hmm. but I want you to be able to do that to a whole bunch of people at the same time. So what is it that you're creating to make that happen in this space? I used to think it was going to be like a book because Mm -hmm. that's what people do. Sure. However, I'm not a writer and I don't Mm -hmm. have any ambitions to be one. Um, So my, but you are a talker. I am. I am a talker. So what I Um, see is I see you off the cuff speaking, mm -hmm. improvising to a whole bunch of these people at the same time. Now, again, that could be virtually Mm -hmm. through an online course or a webinar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that feel right to you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to see yourself. You're sitting, you're sitting in your comfy chair. You know, you got the lights on you and you got your little camera here, but you can see all these people listening to you. Some are taking notes. Some are looking up Mm -hmm. and you're just, you're giving them gold and you can see it. That's the best feeling in terms of personal selfishness. Having roadblocks removed Mm -hmm. is the best feeling for me. And so I feel like if I can help remove some big roadblocks for others, they'll go forward faster, better, stronger. Yeah. So you're like, you're just firing firing on all cylinders here. This is really working. And I want you to look back into your memory as you're sitting here in this beautiful space that you've created. By the way, look around the space and just tell me what you see a little bit. You, you're in the perfect space for this work. What does it look like? A full new office and gaming rig. <laughs> like all the, like the tech studio that I want. The yeah. actual kind of physical space with the physical devices that will help me weave the digital experience I wanna share. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the cutting edge, latest technology. What do you, you know, that 65 inch carbon fiber wrap dual motor led light gaming desk. I got one of those, one of those (laughs) baby. Absolutely. What does it feel like? Is it smooth? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It feels professional. It feels like not Ikea, no knocking. It feels Uh like what I do on this surface is serious. I know that might sound goofy, but like this matters. This isn't an end table that I'm pulling in front of a milk crate and trying to bootstrap some stuff down. It feels substantial. It's got some weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. What color is it? Black. Black. (laughs) Shiny, shiny black. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So now I want you to look into your memory and think about the roadblocks that you needed to clear away, the obstacles that you needed to clear to get to where you are right now. What did you need to do to make this possible? Apparently make 4.7 million mistakes. Of course. (laughs) I had to make a lot of mistakes. Um, Being grounded in your interest and pursuit, that it is okay to want something outside of duty. Mm -hmm. Not like poopy, but like (laughs) like (laughs) your sense of duty, like the idea that it is okay to want to do things that other folks don't, right? I'm not married, no kids. That's okay. It's okay to play. I say that now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's okay to play. play. Absolutely. So you had to, you had to play a lot to get here. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good statement. I, 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 I did play a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want you to think about, you can open your eyes now if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want nice. you to think about how you can incorporate more play into your life now how you can actually make playtime important time for yourself and schedule it in 
and respect it as part of your process. That's bone chilling in a really good way. Uh Uh-huh. Scary, huh? It super is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just me personally, I was like, just make sure my eyes are watered. Um, I think, yeah, because I don't, I don't play. Meaning I, I enjoy what I do and I have a fun personality. Um, I'm just sitting here reflect, like I don't play. I, I, I binge watch RuPaul once a month or you know what I mean? Like I'll take a day and I'll actually just go binge on Ru. But that's about it, really. Like, interesting. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. The fun person. Back to the, there's one of those foundational shifts. Oh, I'm a people person. No. Oh, you're fun. Yeah, but I don't. But I don't fun. play. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have this guy, but he only goes out once a month, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, interesting. See, I'm going to expect, oh, you got to self-actualize and find your confidence and do all this other stuff. But you nailed it because it's, you know, specific to the person. Yeah, I don't play. And and honestly, so we did, I haven't played since the avalanche. Yeah. Do you want to tell that? Do you want to Well, I was going to say since, so 2013, I got buried in an aval, in an ice fall avalanche. We were hiking um, a frozen waterfall and had the upper shear come down. Um, and I got buried in about, I don't know, a few hundred pounds of ice. So the reason why it was scary, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it was scary. Um, <laughs> Getting yes, I didn't that wet my pants. Down. You would have thought you wet your pants in an avalanche, but it didn't. Um, I did have a wily coyote moment. If I could paint, I can tell you what an oncoming frozen waterfall looks like. Um, had a wily coyote moment, but um, got bit, you know, tried to, I, so long story short, but we're coming across this, where the river actually would flow if it wasn't frozen. So <laughs> I call it the sea of ice penises because it looks like, cause it's all frozen from where yeah. it was. So we're like crawling over across these sea of ice penises and there's a cave up top. And I'm with a friend of mine that's a, a ranger. And you know, we're another friend, like we're fairly experienced hikers. I mean, we're not mountaineering, but so we're like, okay, we're gonna, we've got gear, temperature, we're doing all the stuff. And um, the two dudes got into the cave a little bit quicker than I did because they're just taller, longer legs or whatever. And I stopped to take a picture of this beautiful waterfall and they're videotaping me. And uh, my then spouse was like, you better get moving. And I said, yeah, I'm just going to take a picture, take a picture. Massive. I know what a waterfall splitting in half and falling down. So heard the crack, had moments of rumble, right? Time dilation where we can just go, right? I see the crack. I see all of this stuff coming down. I look over at the cave. The, the guys are like, run, right? So I'm like, right, okay. So, you know, it, and it's not run, it's climbing at scale or yeah. what have you. And I closed about half the distance and I'd fallen or I'd done something. And so I got back up and I looked at the thing coming and I looked at him and I thought, game over. He said, they said it was Wiley Coyote. Like, like I was missing a sign, like game over. And then I was immediately confused. Well, what do you mean game over, right? And so by this time I can't hear anything. So they're going like this. Oh, right. Get down, get down. So I jump, crawl into a ball. By the way, the place where I crawled into a ball, the only place I would have survived it. The only, had I been anywhere else, not a chance. So I crawl into a ball. I get everything, but one of my legs out. Um, and then it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Just ice. Cause it was, uh, frozen waterfall so these are all big chunks of ice from 10 to 80 pounds or whatever um so I hear it right and I was like oh I better turn my head you know and I'm trying to hold my I didn't have you hold your neck like in tornado warnings right like and I'm I'm trying to do all that um so it lasts for just a moment right and then my friends were really great the ranger he bird dogged me which is what you're supposed to do right somebody is that's happening don't move where they were, where they were, where they were. And then my spouse was yelling or whatever at the time. And so um, within moments, they had me unburied and I could hear what was going on. Now my then spouse is six foot four. So I'm pretty sure he just grabbed me by the back of the, and went, okay. And flung me up into the cave. However, I had got there, but then we had video after that. Um, I don't remember the video, but in a, this is so me. They're apparently asking me questions and I look very pointed at them and said, it sounds like you'd think an avalanche would sound like what a ridiculous question. Right. And so apparently when I go into PTSD mode, I'm just very like, 
pragmatic about things. Um, uh, so, so in that, I feel like, and the reason why I bring that up, because I think that's when I stopped playing. I think that, and when I did that, that had implications that fed into my career, into my relationship, into the things I stopped playing. Oh my God, I almost died. I mean, not actively thinking, but oh my God, I almost died. Every day has to be. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I'm all sitting here thinking, oh yeah, I need to recover from trauma. No, girlfriend, you need to figure out how to have fun again. You need to be Mm -hmm. able to like exhale. Like just that exercise of walking through there. I would not have expected the guild gaming stuff to come out because that's been dormant for a minute and yet that was the first thing you saw yeah that's clever i see what you did there. you see what i did there i'll see what you did there that's not often i get gotted <laughs> i got got it no i'm kidding but, but really though like you're in terms of just sheer joy like getting a hundred dudes together that i don't pay in order to be supremely top performer you know back in the day i had six server first and all this stuff like Everything I learned about organizational development, I learned in video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's video game for? What's that for? Video game fun, money, fun, fun and money, money and fun. Play. Play. Oh. Yeah, it super is. That's just mm. Mm. how often I get a big <laughs> thing to go. You That's know, what I, I know what do, baby. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, which most folks, like I'm sitting here going, most folks will be like, oh, I need a business coach, right? Meaning if I'm sitting here in my own shortcomings, right? Which I am, right? Because I've spent the last 18 months trying to build a business, trying to stack skills to build a business versus I'm a gamer consultant. Why didn't I do that? So the idea of going out, not a business coach, I don't need a life coach. Can somebody just help me figure out what to do? I don't know if that makes sense. Like I've hired four coaches and they haven't done that, but they do different things. I'm not knocking on sure. different no. things. Yeah. Everyone has their gift and this is mine. It's yeah. what I do is I just help people get aligned with what they really want, with what they really, really want. And that is so much harder than it sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not like most will ask, what do you want in such a way that you try to see the end result Mm -hmm. versus you walking us through the experience of the thing that makes us happy, right? Right. I mean, because I would have expected that had I seen that exercise in advance, I would be like, oh, what do you really want? I want a giant pile of money that nobody knows I have. Like, I want to be the eccentric that's wearing Converse with, you know, $5 million, whatever, but you didn't take it that way. Like, what do you want? You took it into these things. How do you see, how do you feel those things? And then the coins added on. So you just kind of. Yeah. I flip things. So what I, what I love to do, I think more than anything, because people, what they get really hung up on is, Mm -hmm. well, how do I get where I'm going? Okay. Well, the first mm-hmm. question is, where where are you going and why? Because mm-hmm. when people think, you know, oh, I, I want this, I want that. Well, do you really? Is that really what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. When you think more, and I, I go back to this a lot, the core desired feelings. When you think about what actually brings you your core desired feelings, what do mm-hmm. you desire? Yeah. And how to even sit and ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. And the magic is that you can actually feel those feelings every damn day. Nobody can stop you. You can have the life you want right now just by yeah. focusing more on what brings me my core desired feelings and doing that mm-hmm. more. So I really, I know it's scary. It really is yeah. to focus on things that feel frivolous things mm-hmm. that feel playful, things that feel lighthearted. Mm-hmm. We are told over and over again, that's not serious. That's not professional. That's right, not right. important. Right. Girl gamer, right? Like had I stuck with it pre-Twitch, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for all I know, 
I might have been the ninja. Just saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's frivolous, but does it bring you? And it's not too late. It's never too late. Is all I'm going to say about that. Right, right. I I prescribe you, although this is terrifying, I know, uh, you know, everything we want is on the other side of our fear, right? Right, right face that fear head on and just schedule in playtime. I really challenge you to do that. That is, and because it's you, that's a very serious challenge that I'm here. I respect, love and adore. And yeah, because stuff matters. Like we are going to spend our energy from now until the grave, no matter what the energy is going to get spent. It is either going to get spent in stress and pain and self-reflection and giving of other, like all of these things, our energy is present and it's 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 gonna burn out how do we spend it how do we get more intentional with it how do we give our ourselves permission to review it i love all these things absolutely well thank you so much for joining me today where can the folks at home find the savvy ninja yes uh please visit us on supportsavvy.com. We are going through a rebrand right now with all of this community events and and moderation and all this stuff. So we're going to blow out some bigger, better packages. We're going to have some workshops and training. So we're going to have three ways where you can do it with you, do it for you, or teach you how to do it yourself. Um, And so stay tuned for that. And then my consulting brand, if I can give a preview next year, stay tuned for hustleheartandcoin.com. Go check it out. Nice. When does that drop? That drops after support savvy gets dropped. No, I'm just like, I'm, I'm <laughs> getting the bib, getting the support savvy one out. Cause that's the biggest demand. Um, in next March, there's likely going to be a pretty big conference that I am co-producing with another, um, collection of brands and, and just the short version, y'all we're targeting a hundred thousand, um, in terms of audience reach, and it is going to have everything to do with building a self provoked life and path towards coin. Gorgeous. I love it. Yay. Thank Thank you so much for this. Thank you for continuing to spend your energy on us. Thank you for aligning yourself to the people, the topics and the themes that we want to hear. Thanks for being brilliantly awesome and not necessarily just pontificating is like perhaps some casters do like what you do in your unique value. You already know that, but I'm going to tell you anyway, so that the other side of your brain goes, you know what? I need that validation too. Cause folks who are grounded sometimes need to be reminded. Everybody does. Everybody needs validation. Everybody needs support. Everybody needs somebody to pat them on the head and say, you're doing a good job. We all need that. So thank you. Thank you so much. I love this. I love this super fan and excited to share. You're wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here to receive the gift of that story. If you found this episode worthwhile, please pass it on by sharing the link as well as rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the That's Allowed podcast. It costs you nothing and it makes a huge difference. And speaking of things that cost you nothing and make a huge difference, please stop by my website, thatsallowed.com, to get your free guided ideal scene meditation and to set up your free discovery call today. It would be my honor to help you release your masterpiece to the waiting world.